All right. October 5th, 2020, the Monday after week four, and uh, games all over the place. Uh, this one was a real tough one to call, not for just for us, but Vegas and just anybody. It was just kind of pandemonium all over the place. Uh, a lot of injuries contributed to that. Uh, the the COVID got one game delayed for until the end of the month. Uh, it got one game delayed until tonight. And... Uh, which they weren't even sure if they were going to do for the longest time. The Pats had to take two separate buses, uh, or two separate planes, one with people that had come in contact with Cam Newton and one with people that had not come in contact with Cam Newton. So that kind of goes to show you how crazy things are. Uh, how you doing, Andy? Oh, fantastic. Uh, other than I'd love to burn my, uh, my city's uh, football team to the ground. Uh, other than that, would be great. Bill O'Brien's going to do that uh, oh, for oh, you, yeah. buddy. And my you don't even have to. Also, my fantasy football team was inactive this week. <laughs> all, of, all of it. <laughs> it was uh, it was pretty disgusting. And and those that weren't inactive uh, are done for the year. I uh, mean, Chubb might come back in week eleven. <laughs> yeah, Chubb might be back for the end. Uh, McCaffrey maybe back in like four more weeks. Uh, Eckler maybe back week eleven. Uh, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of there's a lot of damage happening around the league right now, um, and then a lot of surprises like Mixon actually played football this week. You remember that football? Yeah, I, you know what? I think that's the team is getting better, and you're going to see that with the Bengals. They're just going to get better as the season goes on. And I was actually looking at their schedule coming up, and I think it's. I mean, they're not going to, you know, they're not going to make the playoffs or anything like that. But I, you're going to see them get better and better, and they're going to kind of game plan more and I think they're going to have a decent season uh, at least whatever your expectations for them are it's got to be better than last year so I think they're actually on their way to improvement but let's start it off with uh, the first game on our list that's the Colts at the Bears uh, Bears are getting two and a half and the over under is 43 uh, final score was 19 to 11 in a very boring terrible game uh, the Colts <laughs> One by eight, so uh, they definitely they they covered the two and a half, and then the total score was thirty, so it was most definitely under. Uh, you had yeah. Bears and under like a chump, and I had Colts and under like a champ. Uh, it, they're basically the same team. They're just the Colts just have a better offensive line. That's really the only difference here, and I like their running game better. But there are two teams with really good defenses, uh, really good offensive-minded coaches but they just don't have the quarterback to be able to do anything. Yeah, I mean, I really thought Foles could pull off at least a touchdown <laughs> against this team with Allen Robinson. Uh, he's good. Robinson's good enough to beat defenders. I, I guess the quarterback's just not good enough to get the ball. Um, yeah, I mean, I really thought it'd be a little bit closer. Um, in fact, one more touchdown is exactly what I thought would happen. <laughs> I knew it was going to be under. I knew it was going to be a low-scoring game. But, you know, when it's low-scoring – the odds of it being closer are obviously higher, you know. Um, so, I, I, yeah, I thought they could put up a little more of a fight. Uh, but this was it was an ugly game. I mean, the defenses on both sides are great. But that's more due to the offenses, being, offenses not being that stellar. I, I think you undervalue the Colts' defense. They have a really good defense. And I think – No, I'm saying the Colts – the defenses were great. Yeah. You know yeah the defenses did, both did great. But they're but, – but I – I don't know if it's just because because their defenses are so good or because the offenses on the other side were so bad. 
but but the Colts the Colts is really good. I'm not gonna lie. They're, yeah. they're top three, I think, in the NFL right now. Yeah, and the Bears offensive line doesn't help anybody, uh, especially for an immobile quarterback like Foles, because that's the thing that that's the only thing that Trubisky gave you is that he's more mobile than people think. So he can he can add that element to it, whereas Foles is not. Uh, but he's a much better passer. So you're 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 making an exchange there that kind of evens out the playing field for both of the two. It just kind of depends on what how which way do you want to slowly die. Uh, and it's a tough choice. They're going to have to do a quarterback in the offseason. They have the Buccaneers next week, which are might be an even better defense. Uh, and then luckily they get a little bit of a respite with uh, playing the Panthers. But it's they're going to have a high draft. I mean, the worst thing they could have done was come out and gone three and zero because they're going to need a high draft pick to get Justin Fields. So it's going to be nasty for a while. They still have the Saints, the Buccaneers, the Titans, the Packers, uh, the Packers twice. The only good news is they play the Texans, so that's an easy win. Yeah. No, it's – yeah, you're right. I mean, the, the thing is, though, when I look at the Colts, like, they're, I think they're number one this year, their defense, as far as points points given up for the season. Uh, I think I saw that earlier. Um, but you also have to take into account – and granted, the Texans are awful. But uh, I'm just throwing out just random schedules for four weeks. Texans have played – Kansas City, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, and the Vikings, where Colts have played the Vikings, the Jets, the Bears, and the Jets. <laughs> so, I mean, four, four, four weeks into the season, it's really hard to tell, you know, if a defensive unit is really good or not, or if they've just played schmoes at quarterback, which, which they have. They, they've played nothing but schmoes. So, uh, I don't know what that means. Does that mean they're just really good at stuffing the run, and, and their quarterbacks they've been playing against aren't scary at all? Uh, or will they be able to continue this against a really tough schedule? Um, and we will find out. I, my guess is they are pretty darn good either way. Are talking about the Colts? The Colts, yeah, yeah. the Colts defense. Yeah, the Colts are – the thing is the Colts are loaded everywhere. The only place they lack is quarterback, and I think they need they're, – they're beat up on wide receiver, and so that's hurting them. But yeah. if yeah. they got – if they got a good quarterback, they would be lethal because they're young too. They're <laughs> if they really got young. a good quarterback and a good receiver. <laughs> well, I think even a good quarterback would help elevate some of those receivers because they have. It's not like they don't have talent on the uh, wide receiving core. It's just it's been beat up this year. Uh, they've got. I mean, Ty is Ty. He's starting to get a little bit older. Uh, but they drafted. Who did they get this year? They got Michael Pittman, who I think is going to be really good, but he's oh, on yeah. IR. Uh, they also got Paris Campbell, who's on IR. I think if you had Michael Pittman, Paris Campbell, and T.Y. Hilton all out there, or at least two of those, that's a huge deal. Uh, and also Mo Cox has taken a step up and become a much better tight end, which is a great safety net, especially for someone who loves to use their tight end and check down like Philip Rivers. No one checks down like Pep, like Philip Rivers. So that having oh, receiving no. running backs and, and tight ends helps. And I got to admit, I, I feel like a – like a schmuck for not seeing that coming a mile away in fantasy football. <laughs> the way he's always utilized his tight ends and every tight end that ever plays for them ends up being a, you know, an all-star and uh, because of the way he, he, he plays with them. And, uh, and Mo'Ally Cox, former basketball player, just like Antonio Gates, not a, not a former footballer. So it's kind of interesting. Good to know. Uh, all right, yeah. let's move on to saints at lions. So the, uh, 
Lions were getting four points. The over-under is 54. We both took Saints and under. This is Andy's lock of the week. The final score was Saints 35, Lions 29. So they just covered by with six points, and the total score was 64. So we were both way off with uh, the under. Uh, but we did both correctly yeah. call the Saints in a in a very ugly game. This was not a very Saints type game. They started off down fourteen zero. The what helped them is that Matt Patricia is a god awful coach, and uh, <laughs> because the Saints are they have they are so nicked up. They don't really have any. Their offensive weapons are pretty much gone. Even their defensive. Marcus Lattimore is injured. Uh, Michael Thomas is injured. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders, who's getting old but played well. Traquan Smith, who really seemed like he was almost going to be a bust to start to step forward this this week. But they were limited well, to... Well, keep this in mind, too. So they started the game, and the Lions got a quick touchdown. Uh, the Saints immediately turned over the ball in the first play, all the way down on their end of the field. So the Lions were able to score another immediate touchdown. I think they had two touchdowns with, like, 60 yards total. Yeah, <laughs> on, on offense and somehow two touchdowns because yeah they coughed it up right almost to the end zone. Um, so the Lions went up fourteen to zero with like you know two minutes into the game or, or something crazy like that. Um, so from that on, once once the Saints were actually able to take the field, the offense I should say, uh, they outscored them thirty five to fifteen for the remainder of that game. Um, so yeah, it it was one of those games that to me. Like you saw, you saw a coach screw up and put your put their team in the hole. Not a coach, but you know the team puts themselves in a hole. But good teams can call themselves right out, and they did so with gusto. <laughs> they just dismantled the Lions from that point on. So yeah, it's it was it was impressive. Their Saints defense is pretty good. Pretty it's, good. It's it's um, good. It's just they're so injured right now. Uh, Lattimore, when Lattimore yeah. goes out, it makes a big difference. Because no, huge. Yeah. he's such a good corner, and he's your lockdown guy. Once he goes out, your other corners, I mean, you've got some good safeties, but once he's gone, that hurts. And the fact that the Lions couldn't take – I mean, they put up 29. They put up 29 points. Uh, but they blew they blew a 14-point lead, though. That was yeah. crazy. And what's nuts is Patricia came over because he's supposed to be this great defensive coordinator. And I never understood why – people were praising him when he was with the Patriots. Oh, he's such a good defensive coordinator, all this – they had one of the most talented defenses I've ever seen, and he's playing under Bill Belichick, who is a defensive-minded coach. I never understood why people thought he was going to be a head coach. The guy looks like a coordinator. He doesn't even – I mean, you can sometimes just look at someone and say, that's just not a coach. <laughs> Freddie Kitchens, that's you can your, look at your, that guy. Yeah, your ceiling is your ceiling's coordinator. Yeah, so – Yeah, no, no, I agree. And, and, and also, keep in mind, with a 14-0 lead, all you've got to do – is play defense and run the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and and he's a defensive-minded coach that has two second-round picks and Adrian Peterson. So a first and two second-round pick running back. Yeah. <laughs> Between Peterson, DeAndre Swift, and uh, on Johnson. All healthy, by the way, which is their only knock. Yeah. They can't stay healthy. They're all healthy, and they still couldn't do a thing. Like, that is – that's rough. It's just rough that they let that one go. Yeah. I don't know how – I don't think he stays on. I think he and Bill O'Brien and Adam Gase are the three that are probably on the hot seat the most. Um, it should be, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, I'm trying to look through other ones. I really don't know anyone else that would be in danger Maybe right Mike now. Zimmer only because – if he hadn't just gotten his giant extension, 
Mike Zimmer has really underperformed. I mean, they sh- honestly, that Texans game, they're lucky they, they won that one. I mean, if that Will Fuller, Fuller catch had been a catch, there's a good chance it's tied up, and then who knows who wins. Yeah, I, uh, I and, 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 disagree a little bit I mean, on that. Was, that. Um, and they would have been. Point is, they would have been zero and four. Like if he'd caught that, like that one play, like if he'd done that, they could have potentially been zero and four. Yeah, like, like I, I don't argue whether they would have won or lost the game. I'm just saying they let it come down to a one possession game, and they got into the end zone, and to the point that there was a controversial call. That's the reason they won the game. But and I, I think it was the right call. It was the right call. I'm just saying it was so close that. But I don't put that yeah. on Mike Zimmer. There's there's a lot of things, and we'll get to that when we get to the Vikings Texans. But I think there's a lot of things that play into that, into why he's a better coach than what we've seen. But let's move on oh, to Cardinals at Panthers. So the Panthers got three and a half points. The over under is fifty one. You and I both took the Cardinals over, and stupidly it was my lock of the week. I know it's not stupid. That was a good call. That was just bad Cardinals. Uh, so the final score is twenty one thirty one Panthers. The Cardinals would have needed 10 to cover, uh, but they actually had a deficit of 3.5, and, and the total score was 52, so it was just barely over. This I, I, this, I was shocked by this game. I thought it would be more of a shootout because neither one of these teams have a good defense, but it almost seemed like it was putrid offense than good defense that was making this happen, which is shocking because that's kind of the identity of both these teams, Kyler Murray and that pass game. Although D-Hop was injured, and you could tell that definitely, or nicked up this week, and you could definitely tell that made a difference. But you and I were texting about this earlier, about King and Drake. What do you do with that? You brought, you paid him this money, you brought him in to be your running back, and now he's he got injured on this one, but he has not lived up at all to expectations this year. And it's not even expectations. I mean, they saw him in the system last year. It's not like it's not like they were guessing if he'd be a fit. He was a huge fit last year, and somehow he just completely, completely disappeared this year. And and Corey, uh, not Corey Edmonds. What's Chase? Chase, Chase Edmonds. Chase Edmonds. Uh, yeah, he's been okay. He just there. Even when he's in the game, his, his uh, yards per carry is not that high. Um, but he's been used mainly as a receiver. Um, but he's he's again he's been he's been okay. Neither one of them have been explosive. And I think last year when Drake went down, Edmonds was extremely explosive. So I mean, I wonder is it the O line? Is it the way that they're using the offense? But uh, but yeah, it's been look. Cardinals are two and two. Like a lot of people, you know, for all the mouthiness they got from DeAndre Hopkins and winning everything, like they're still not putting the as many wins together as they should. And that was. The Panthers are a team with Teddy Bridgewater that, I mean, they should have beat. They should have beat them. Yeah. And, uh, Mike, Mike and, Davis is, I mean, he's no... no McCaffrey. Yeah, he's no McCaffrey, but he stepped into that role and, and really helped. Uh, so he came out with, you know, 16 carries for 84 yards. He's averaging more than five yards a carry, and he got a touchdown. Uh, I don't think they're using him in the... No, he had five receptions for 27 yards. So that's where you're going to take the step back that McCaffrey gives you is he's not the pass mm-hmm. receiver, but it's not mm-hmm. like he's he's not bad at it. Uh, he's just a step back. Step back. But now you, you've you added Robbie Anderson uh, where you didn't have him last year. Curtis Samuel's taken a step up. But for some reason, D.J. Moore has taken a step back. I don't know if that's from Matt Brule's, uh, Matt Brule's just play calling. I think Robbie design. Anderson has just been taken away from his, from his uh, yeah, targets. That's all I think of it. Because Anderson's been very solid all year. 
and he stretches that field in a way that, in my opinion, should open the door uh, more for the uh, for the slot receivers and for the tight ends to be doing more. Um, so I'm surprised you're not seeing more out of that, honestly, than we are. But but if Christian McCaffrey was healthy, they'd have been really taking advantage of that. Um, so yeah, now I, Cardinals Cardinals defense coughed up 31 points uh, to a McCaffreyless Panthers, uh, and um, yeah, lost the game. Uh, I didn't think that would happen. I really didn't. But uh, I mean, I knew it'd be close, just not not that bad. Yeah, I think they came into that game. Now, granted, one of the things is they were traveling from west to east, which always, and it was a noon game, which always throws people off. Uh, so I give that, that is definitely a factor, I think, going into these games. And if you look at the win so far, so they beat the 49ers, which are, this was before they were nicked up, and they were a good team at that point, and they won by four uh, in a convincingly efficient game. Uh, they beat the, the Washington football team the week after by 15, and that's a good defense. So they put up 30 on them. Then nothing to be ashamed about that. They lost to the Lions by three. You can't do that. You can't lose to the Lions. That's just not a team you can lose to. And now they lost to the Panthers, so they are bound to. They play the Jets next week. Then they play the Cowboys. Those should be wins. Those should be pretty easy games now that we've seen what the Cowboys are. Uh, and they've still got... They've got a rough road ahead of them, but that's just going to be a rough division. You're just always going to, if you're having to play the 49ers twice a year and the Seahawks and uh, uh, the Rams, that's you're going to have to you're going to, have to bring your A game a lot more often. And it's just going to be tough. I think they're still on the right track. It's just they kind of got to figure out where they're where they're going from here, and they got to improve that defense. Agreed. Agreed. I, I mean, I'd like to see Kyler Murray continue to do well. I think he's a great player um i think he's kind of got that russell wilson chip on his shoulder from being short and uh he's doing well with it uh i have seen some plays where he got passes batted down due to his height so that i don't really see with russell wilson but uh overall i think he'll be really good yeah i mean russell wilson's been at it longer he's he he knows how to find those windows now and i i think he's just he's just that way you know carly murray could get there at some point but uh, it's just going to take experience and reps to get there. Uh, so you and I both, uh, neither of us won this spread, uh, but we both won the over-under, which is very defeating because it was my lock of the week. And I blame the Cardinals for that, not myself. So the next game is Jags, <laughs> Jags at Bengals. Jags are getting three points. Over-under is 49. I took the Bengals and over. You took the Jags and under. Uh, and I swept in this one. So the actual score was... 25 to 33 Bengals. Uh, Jags won. Jags would have needed eight points to cover, and they only got three, and the total score is 58. So it was definitely over. And the, I'm telling you, the Bengals, I think both these teams are going to be formidable next year. They are, uh, they've got two great young, cute quarterbacks. And uh, you know what? I like the, I like the Bengals coach. I think Zach Taylor is going to be able to to get them where they need to go, but they've had to start so raw with them. You know, the new quarterback, not much of an offensive line. They've got a few pieces. Uh, and I think the Jags actually have a lot of really nice pieces. They just kind of, I think they're just like two players away from kind of getting things going. I think they can do something with Minshew. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, they're putting up enough points. DJ Chark's really good. Um, 
I'm going to be 100% honest with you. Uh, I haven't watched a lot of the Jaguars games <laughs> this year, I mean. Um, and so I don't know how much of that was them putting up a garbage time touchdown each game. It's making it look like their offense is better. Uh, or if they're truly in them, uh, I need to really do a little bit better job of watching the Jaguars since they're in our division. But uh, LaVisca Chenault looks like a great pickup. He's legit. Chris Connolly still good. Yeah, DJ Chark now back from injury. Uh, they're going to be a different team the next few weeks with uh, with Chark back in the, in the lineup. So, uh, no, man, I'm excited to see. And then defensively, uh, I haven't seen Clavon Chason. I don't know what all he's been doing. Um, but uh, but Josh Allen seems like he's doing better. He's, he's developing into the player he's supposed to be. Uh, and then uh, their their linebackers are still off that. Yeah, and um, C.J. Henderson looks like he's had he's he's flashed possible greatness in the future. He has flashed. Um, yeah, I, that I helps. Hate that. <laughs> I know because they are. I don't like. You're looking at their different. Looking at their depth chart, I'm trying to figure out where are they weak. It's not wide receiving core because Lavisca Chenault, um, D.J. Tark, and then having Chris Conley, D.D. Westbrook, and Keelan Cole. That's that's a well-rounded. That's deep. I mean, those aren't all great guys, but they're deep at wide receiver. If one goes out, they can still kind of keep on. Cam Rob or uh, sorry, James Robinson looks like he can. He can be a bell cow. He's done well so far. So you've got he's come out of nowhere. Yeah, undrafted, undrafted free agent and a rookie. And so he looks like he's doing well. Gardner doesn't throw. I mean, he he doesn't throw interceptions. He doesn't turn it over a lot. And I that makes a big difference when you've got a team with a good defense, a good offensive line, and what looks like a decent running back. So well, he's been the epitome of the game manager. Uh, you know, uh, he, he's been a he's been a game manager, and he's been he's been solid at it. So, uh, yeah, no, there. I mean, in my opinion, if they get one more pass rusher and a and a stud safety, I think they'll be they'll be a dangerous team. Even with Minshew, I think they'll be a dangerous I, team. I, so, I think you undersell Minshew. I mean, he threw for forty times for three hundred fifty yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. That's not managing the game. That's taking it in your hands and putting it down there. James Robinson had seventy five yeah. rushing yards. This That's... week, yeah. Uh, last two weeks, though, he had at least at different points during the game that I was watching. He had like, you know, he was like eleven to fourteen. You're like, wow, and it's like for a hundred and one yards. You're like, oh, okay. But I mean, they're letting <laughs> him. They're letting him throw, and screen. he played the Dolphins last week. And make no mistake, the Dolphins have a good defense. Their offense, Ryan Fitzpatrick, is just struggling to get him there. And I, their wide receiving core needs an adjustment because those guys just can't. They're inconsistent. But he threw for 42 times last week for 275 yards. Didn't have any touchdowns. Only had an interception. But and that that Dolphins defense, I think, is going to give a lot of people a lot of fits. It wasn't great for him. But then you go and look at the the Titans game. He threw for 45 times again, 339 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. He has been a little bit more, I guess, a little bit more turnover this year than in the past. But he's throwing he's throwing it 45 times. He played the Colts, another one we just talked about, maybe the top three defenses in the league. Threw it for 20, 20 times and got three touchdowns and beat and beat them, beat a, beat a tough Colts defense. I think he's better than people think. I, I wish they would get a better coach. Uh, I'm not big on Doug Marone, but I think they are poised to give people fits next year. Same with the Bengals. I mean, if, they're, if their draft picks pan out, then the world's going to be hosed because Clavon Chason and Davin uh, Hamilton uh, could shore up that front three and be unstoppable. 
<laughs> if that were the case. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then, uh, you know, C.J. Henderson, of course, already flashing the dominance. And Trey, they got, already flashing dominance. They got Trey Herndon so back those, there. Yeah. J- Miles yeah, Jack, Joe Schobert. Yeah, Chason and, uh, and Hamilton work out. Uh, I mean, then then they're really only one piece away, in my opinion, which would be I, I still think they need a really rangy safety back there. I think if they had a good safety back there, they'd be it would make up for you know Trey Herndon being the other corner yeah. or DJ Hayden, who was was okay for Detroit, but he was also he had some years where he was god awful for Detroit. So, yeah. uh, but I think a safety could make up for a lot of that. So yeah, I agree. Um, no, man, yeah, I like him. All right, uh, let's move on to. Browns at Cowboys. The Browns are getting four and a half. The over-under is 56. Uh, I took Cowboys in under. You took Cowboys in over. We're both idiots for believing in the Cowboys. Uh, so <laughs> neither of us won the spread because the final score was 49 to 38. And uh, so the Browns would have need uh, the Cowboys would have needed 11 more points and about 10 more minutes on the clock. And the total score was 87, by far the highest score total. Uh, now you yeah, no, no. did get the over on that. I, mean, I I just thought it was going to be more of a running game because that would make sense with two teams that have such good running backs. But no, man, they're they're the offense for the Cowboys is unbelievable, and uh, and and their defense, their their secondary is god awful. So being thrown on is very easy to do. They even lost that their backup corner. Forgot his name now. Like uh, Alohi or something. Who, who <laughs> lost, the Browns lost did? that guy. Uh, the, the Cowboys, uh, they lost their back at corner too. So uh, before the game, so uh, I mean they've been without him for two weeks now. So they're they're they lost Byron Jones. They didn't replace him at corner, and then they lost that the guy that was his backup. So they've been just depleted at corner and uh, given up all kinds of points. But I mean, dude, Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, and Michael Gallup and Dalton Schultz, Schultz has been stepping up in that offense. It is it is a potent potent offense um and I, if they could get a secondary going i mean they have a pass rush into marcus lawrence and alden smith but they need they need a secondary but they can't so stop badly. but they can't stop the run either now they can't stop the run yeah, and they can't stop the pass yeah they're they're they're, they're getting bad i mean i mean they, yeah no no i mean i don't get it but I there's get it. there's a ton there's too much paper? talent there's too much talent on that the at least the front seven to be giving up with Alden Smith, Demarcus Lawrence, and there's a lot of money invested. Don Terry Poe, Neville Gallimore, Everson Griffin, there's Jalen Smith. There's too much money invested and there's too much talent there to be giving up. Where well, they gave up, I think, 300 yards rushing. Yeah. And and that was after the Browns lost their, their best running back in Chubb. Yeah, yeah. No, it's no, absolutely. It's it was brutal. I mean, they did they did terrible. So, uh, but I mean, their offense will always keep them in games. To be fair, it was a closer game than the score. Only that uh, that that last touchdown by uh, Odell Beckham was just an amazing play. I mean, that was that was an amazing play. And I don't think I think everybody expected they were going to run the ball out. I think that's what really threw them off, and and it caught them, and that cost them the seven points. But I mean, it was exciting. It was a it was a what three point game. Uh, or two-hour four-point game going into the last minute and a half. So, uh, I mean, it could have – Yeah. They could have potentially held them. That could have been an exciting comeback. But, uh, yeah, they, I knew it would be close. And usually, if you give me the Cowboys with points, I'll take it. But uh, I gave up a few points 
against the Browns, but my God, <laughs> Mayfield did it. I didn't think Mayfield could do it, but he did it. He uh, he, he threw all over a defenseless secondary and, but he, <laughs> and they uh, ran it up the middle. Did, did he do it? I mean, you're talking about Gardner Minshew's a game manager. Baker Mayfield is a game manager. He was 19 for I 30. I don't like Baker Mayfield. 19 for 30, <laughs> 165 yards and two touchdowns. A lot. There you go. There. Jarvis Landry had half as many touchdowns as Baker Mayfield did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good point. Good point. Yeah, no, it's uh, it was a very well game-planned game. And, and despite losing Chubb, you know, they, they were able to really just put some incredible plays together to exploit that defense. And, I mean, coaching, it's amazing. Coaching works. Well, this people one, should try it more often. Yeah, people like the Texans should try that. Well, this was a buy-in game for for the Browns because with with Stefanski yep. coming in, you don't know what you have in a head coach. This is a, a franchise that's been you know pretty hopeless for the for the longest time. You knew the talent was there. The first three games, they were trying to figure out who they are. I think the last one, they kind of figured out okay, we can actually compete in this league. And then going up against the Cowboys, every yeah, no, everyone bought in. The Browns, I sure think did. this is going to be a turning point for both these teams. I think the Cowboys are going to struggle a lot more now because they are they bought out. I think they bought out on which is tough with a brand new coach, uh, Mike McCarthy. You just offered him a ton of money. You got to keep him for at least another year. So that's going to be tough for them. But the Browns realize who they are now. They're a running team, and Baker Mayfield's going to the run's going to set up the pass. And that's going to get them pretty far with because they have a lot of talent on defense. And I think the Cowboys kind of realize who they are. They're not very good. Why they don't run the ball is beyond me. I don't get that. 12 carries for Ezekiel Elliott. I well, don't. I don't think they need to. I, I think their offense is so – their receivers are so fantastic. Why would you? I mean, they've got – Because uh, that takes I, the ball out of I, the other team's hand. If you're getting – But they're always getting, behind. They're always playing from behind, so they they need to. The defense has to stop giving them up giving up points so early, so that they don't have to play from behind. If they could get up on top by twenty points or fourteen points or even ten points, then they could probably run the ball more. But their but their defense just gets gashed every every possession. And uh, I think realistically, I think McCarthy has come in and done a really good job with the offense. But they they're going to have to bring in a defensive coordinator that's really good. Has he? Uh, I mean, and, has and he done a good team. job because? How do you? There's so yeah. that, that talent. Yeah. Well, like, they're getting over 30 points a game. But but with Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, Ezekiel Elliott, Dak Prescott, a really good offensive line, Michael Gallup, uh, even Tony Pollard is a, a good backup. I you've the got, old line is mediocre now. They, they've yeah, got a couple good players, but they've got some big issues at O line too. Yeah, I mean they're still they still have Tyron Smith. They still have Zach Martin. Um, there's still talent there. Uh, yeah, their their interior is hurting a lot more, but that's still there's still a ton of talent on that team, and so much so that they should be. I don't know. I guess he's doing fine with them, but you should be doing this. So yeah, much. you that, should that, be doing this many game. points. So, but but he's still the head coach. He's not the offensive coordinator. You, you got to no, do something but, with but that. But the defense. only thing the only thing he added in the offseason to the offense was he lost two offensive linemen and he added C.D. Lamb. And they went from 20 points a game to over 30 points a game. So he's done everything he needs to do on offense. He's, he's, there's nothing to complain about. He's done everything you want him to do, and he's done it well. The problem is the defense has got awful. And, and you can fix that by bringing in a defensive coordinator 
uh, instead of risking getting another Jason Garrett type on offense, screwing up what you built here, like a Bill O'Brien would do, which is our next team. But uh, to talk about, but uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't risk losing McCarthy. I would. I'd bring in a quality defensive coordinator, spend your draft capital on the defensive players. You know, whether it's a stud nose tackle or you know letting one of the other guys go, uh, like Tristan. Or well, they've got Neville Gallimore, which should hopefully develop soon. Um, but they need corners bad. Trevon Diggs is looking okay. He's got a lot he, he to go. Can't, he can't carry it his first year. But, I mean, looking back at what they... No. They only put up 17 points against the Rams, who are a pretty good defense. Now, they put up 40 against the Falcons, but that's what you're supposed to do against the Falcons. They put up 31 against the Seahawks, but that's what everyone does against the Seahawks. And the Browns are just now figuring out who they are, and they were scoring so fast that they turned the ball over. The, the, the Cowboys had so much time in possession with it. And you're still going to see... I think you're still going to see that trend because they play the Giants and the Cardinals next are very similar they're more they're bad defenses who try to have high octane offenses they're going to have to play the washington and then the eagles and then the steelers after that and i think it's going to be a very different story uh i, I think they're yeah, going to struggle well, with no, those. That'll be, that that'll get, be good to see i, I don't see where your doubts coming from though <laughs> on their offense i, I can't see because they're having, they haven't played a good defense but, the only but, the only good defense they played they got 17 points but that was the first week, and C.D. Lamb was a non-factor. Was going to be a non-factor in that first week, and every rookie has looked pretty looked pretty rough week one. And, and they mean, still Jeff, had Michael Gallup. They still had Amari Cooper. And I understand it's the first week and you're coming off, and everyone's going to be a little shaky. But yeah, I, yeah I, I, until I, I see them play a one, good defense, I'm not gonna. I'm not sold on that. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. we'll see. All right. Let's move on to Vikings at Texans. So the Vikings were getting four points. Uh, over-under is 53-and-a-half. I took Vikings in over. You took Texans for God knows what reason in over. Um, I thought it was minus four. <laughs> uh, but then at the end, remember at the end uh, on recording, I'm like, it's plus four? Oh, screw it, leave it. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, that was... Even so. Even so. Even if it was minus four, they still would have covered. Uh, so yeah. the final score was 31-23, to 23, Vikings at the Texans. Uh, and the total score is 54 so we both got the over. I got the the spread, and it was, it, you know what? It was another Texans kind of game where they don't compete, and then at the end they throw up some garbage points. They really they couldn't even pass until Harrison Smith got ejected for a uh, targeting call. That's that's the exact point I want to bring up. Uh, look, people don't want to hear this, but there's there's a lot of issues with the Texans right now. Bill O'Brien is obviously number one, two, and three. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's dismantled the team. He's uh, not replaced the major players he brought in. He's heard that he let leave, like DJ Reader, which was oh, it's brutal. Did people understand what DJ Reader's loss really did to us? And then, um, and and then combine it with his god awful coaching. The fact that I don't think he's ever improved the player that he brought in. No. Um, and then, and then the worst thing is all the draft capital and the money that we tied up in the offensive line and they're not protecting. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there's, there's no excuse for this offensive line not to be great. Like, great. I don't mean good. I mean great. The only good news <laughs> about got... that, though, is that I think that offensive line is still really talented. I think they're just poorly coached. I think if you get a new coach in there with the I, offensive team, I, I, think, so I think you can rectify that pretty easily. Like, say, with Eric enemy uh, from Kansas City. I sure hope so, because you've, you've got three first-round picks in a second just in this offensive line and massive and two overplayed players <laughs> in Tunsil and Martin. Now, Tunsil may be worth it, but Martin, 
was not. No. Um, and then uh, he's a lesser Martin. Uh, but uh, yeah, so so all that combined, where I was going with this is Deshaun Watson also has not been his best. He's, he's, he's the same. Good he's the exact the same as he was his rookie year. He's not. He doesn't improve. He doesn't fix those little windows. You see that with Patrick Mahomes, how he was always able to throw, but now he's able to kind of pick apart uh, defenses. He's able to. He's more precise. You don't. Well, Deshaun Watson is the same, and I put that on the coaching staff as well because that's their job to bring that development. Along. Of course, of course. That's yeah. That's how I'm going with that. So, uh, like I said, they never improved him once they got here. Watson was so good because of all the play action and all the uh, different, uh, you know, maneuverability he could get, get open and then find the open receiver and then nail him. But he, when he doesn't have the time to throw, he's not, he, he seems like he's always in a rush and in a panic and he's not planting that back foot. And I mean, I've seen him hit, he looked like, was it Hoyer, that Brian Hoyer that we had that nailed like, you know, 20 wide receivers <laughs> or, or key throws at the wide receiver's feet. Like, uh, Watson's hitting everybody on the feet, and that usually means you didn't push off on your back foot enough. Um, and, you know, that's because he didn't feel comfortable getting set to throw. So, uh, yeah, he's been he's been scaring me a little because there's been – there were at least five, five plays yesterday I saw where I'm like, you know, any other year, that was a huge play for us. But he just missed them. He just missed a wide-open player. And uh, that's that's not common. But then, but then Harrison Smith goes down, gets ejected. Now, to be fair, it was also a loss for us because I think Jordan Akins is really good, mm-hmm. and I think on another team, he'd but be it's really, not the really... same. It's, you're 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 trading a pawn for a bishop on that. That I will no, make, no, no, I would no, make that no, trade exactly. every day. No, no, I agree, I agree, I agree. Um, but uh, you lose Harrison Smith, yeah, and now and they were already down. Uh, was it uh, was their main? Uh, Hill, not not Hill, Who's, Mike Hughes. They're already down Mike mm-hmm. Hughes, their corner. Uh, and then they lost their, two of their other corners to free agency. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they had... Well, and they now they have no pass they rushers. Lost. They picked up Yannick Ngakwe, but they lost Daniil Hunter right before the season. That's And that's the thing. Yeah. That's what I was talking about with how you were saying, you're talking about Zimmer. This is just a rough... This is just an unfortunate year for them that they've been so... They've been beaten up by injuries. They, they're kind of over the cap. But, I mean, you look at the past years, they've done well. I don't – they I, – I just don't think you can win with Kirk Cousins. I think he'll he'll keep you in games. He won't win them for you. But they had talent everywhere. They were a fierce defense for a very long time, which is what Mike Zimmer is. He's a defensive coordinator. And when, when Kubiak was left, when they got rid of Kubiak – uh, I wanted the Texans to get Mike Zimmer. I was a big fan of him when he was a defensive coordinator for the, the Bengals because they would bring in uh, guys that had a lot of second-chance guys, guys that had issues other places like Pac-Man Jones, and, uh, and and he would do well with them. They would fit there. He would get them to work. And mm-hmm. Bill O'Brien was hired the same year as Mike Zimmer, so they've had the same tenure. I would take Mike Zimmer over Bill O'Brien 100%. He's had a much better... Uh, career with them, and he's done it with basic. I mean, Kirk Cousins is the best coach or best quarterback that Zimmer's had. Uh, Bill O'Brien's had Deshaun Watson. I, I, I yeah. think Zimmer's a much better coach, and I would, if I could make that trade today, I would. But the problem is, I don't think you're getting anything back. You, you're not getting a seventh back for uh, Bill O'Brien. No, Jesus, you can't give away a third for, for O'Brien uh, to get rid of O'Brien. But yeah, no, that's I agree with you. 
Uh, Vikings, however, in a similar cat hell situation for the next few years, plus they're saddled with fully guaranteed contract for the next two years after this year at $30 million apiece for Kirk Cousins. So uh, they'll be keeping him for a while unless they draft somebody that, that can displace him. Um, but, yeah, that, I, don't, I don't see them getting rid of him anytime soon either. Yeah, that's uh, a, that was anyway. a rough contract. Uh, so the prop bet on this Let's one. Let's not talk about this. Okay. Yeah. The prop bet on this one was Justin Jefferson over or under 78 yards. Uh, you took the over. Very smart to do so. He got 103 yards. Uh, I would take anyone over against the Texans offense, which is the Texans are not only last in the league in run defense, they're also last in the league in running offense. So that's a fun stat. Yeah. Moving on, Seahawks at Dolphins. The Dolphins are getting 6.5 points. The over-under is 54. Uh, I took Seahawks over. Seahawks and over. You took Seahawks and under. The uh, final score was 31 to 23 Seahawks. So they they covered the spread by eight, and uh, the total score was 54. Not a ton, I think, to unpack here. Uh, I think the Dolphins are a quarterback and a running back away from being really good. That defense is solid. The fact that you you can hold uh, Russ to 31 points is pretty impressive, and a lot of that was kind of coming off. There was a, a blown assignment and a few calls where I think there's a lot of new team members on the Dolphins. I think you can shore that up. But they've got a good coach. I think Tua is going to make a uh, – I think he's going to make his uh, debut here fairly shortly. And I think that's going to determine a lot of things. You're gonna, wh- Whether he comes out as good or as bad, that's going to kind of set the tone for at least the next three years for them. So that's going to be interesting. Fair enough. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I like Fitzmagic. Fitz uh, I want him to do better. Um, I want him to be the good enough player to go. I would, If they'd give him a running back, I think he could have done a lot more. I mean, you say your quarterback and a running back away. I think if he'd had, a, like, a solid running back out of this team, he could be he could be winning games. I mean, I don't think he's a huge part of the problem. I think, too, it could potentially be better, of course. Um, but you know what it is? He could be more consistent. Uh, they need somebody who's more consistent. But that's never been you know, Fitzpatrick's well. thing, though. Like it's he's boomer bust. Never he's always been boomer bust. And but he's gonna his whole job is to bring two along. He even said that recently. He said, "I'm just keeping the seat warm for him." So I mean, it's, it's aware. Everyone's aware absolutely. of what's happening. But no, no, absolutely. Um, but you know, yeah, he just yeah, that's all they're missing. The Seahawks. I mean, they're they're unstoppable. Uh, I. If their defense wasn't so bad, I would say put them on a, as a lock in the Super Bowl. But um, the defense is atrocious, defense though. Is, it, I mean, yeah, they let again they let Fitzmagic with no running back at all put up twenty three points. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, we'll see. But defenses across the board this year, they're just playing bad. I mean, well, if you look at the scores last yesterday up until, with the exception of the Sunday night game, uh, going into that, there were only two teams where the winners had less than thirty points. Two, yeah. or two games. I mean, where the teams are less than, yeah, you know, the winners are less than thirty, and that was the Colts Bears game, which were two incredible defenses, mm-hmm. and the Giants Rams D, which is arguably uh, two really good defenses playing. The Giants, by the way, have had a pretty good defense all year. Their defense is pretty stacked. Their offense is just literally missing. There, there is none. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, they can't put up points either. So it's going to make everybody defenses better. But uh, but yeah. So I mean, those were two lower scoring games because they were two defensive powerhouses if you will going up against each other and uh but every other game 30 points 35 31 31 37 39 49 i mean it's crazy 
so I don't I don't know what it is. If it's COVID, if it's just new rules that are allowing these teams to put up more points, but but you know, thirty point plus games are just common now. Yeah, yeah. If you can't score thirty, you're not winning in this league. That's all there is to it. I mean, just three years ago, if you saw thirty points in a game, that was a really high scoring game. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I it was more common that the winner had twenty four to twenty eight points. Yeah, and uh, and I feel like it was more even on both sides of the ball as as a league, um, but uh, but now yeah, not so much. Yeah. Uh, so moving on to the next one, Chargers at Bucks. Chargers are getting seven points. Over under is forty three. I took Bucks and under. You took Chargers and over. Uh, you got me on both of these. The final score was thirty eight thirty one. So the Bucks won, but they got seven from the Chargers, so they covered. And uh, the final score was sixty nine. So that was well over 43. This was, uh, Herbert is legit. Uh, I thought it was going to take him a year to sit because I thought he was very raw. I was wrong on that. He came in and looked great. He still got some things to tighten up, but he, he uh, that's his job. He took it from Tyrod. It's, uh, there's no, I don't know how you can give that job back to Tyrod despite what oh, everyone yeah. said uh, and not lose that locker room. So it, it is his now. Uh and it, it was a big buy-in game for the Bucks as well. You kind of saw that they struggled with understanding some of the stuff, kind of figuring out who they were. And I think in this one, they saw, okay, that's why you went and got Tom Brady, because he can he can do those things to bring you back in a game and to keep you in it. Whereas even uh, uh, Arian said, if this was last year, we would have gotten we would gotten our ass beat. So big time game for the Bucks. Sure. I think this. I think both these teams. Their identity was changed in this, whether win or loss. Their their identity was changed in this going forward, and they're going to be interesting to watch on both sides. No, absolutely. And the uh, the Bucks. I mean, they just they were they went down early, right? I mean, they went down yeah. quite a bit early, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And twenty one to seven. I uh, think that's right. Chargers. Yeah. Yeah, and so uh, I mean, they, I give them credit. I without Chris Godwin. Right, I didn't think they had a chance, um, and yet, uh, yet Tom Brady came, rallied back and played like a played like an animal. Plus, O.J. Howard went down during the game, um, so and I think I don't know if he's coming back anytime soon. But uh, but he, what was crazy is he made Scott Miller look good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> five, five catches, eighty-three yards. And Listen, if there's one thing Tom Brady likes, it's a white slot receiver. Yeah, it is, and 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 Mike Evans. Going up against uh, Cameron Hayward had uh, or Casey Hayward, sorry, uh, had seven catches, 122 yards, and a touchdown. Um, but, but I mean, he he did this Tom Brady thing where let's see, there was one, two, six, seven, eight, nine players with catches on this team. So I mean, he really spread it around. He used Lashawn McCoy, used Keshawn Vaughn, used you know uh, 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 Ronald Jones, um, pre- pretty effectively. Yeah throughout the day so yeah you know and, and ronald jones had 111 yards that's got to be like a career high for that guy i don't think he ever plays well <laughs> yeah i think well, he last year was very boom and bust between him and barber uh and this year it yeah. seems like it's going to be kind of a a messy backfield again uh Keyshawn Baum looks like i mean he had two catches for 22 yards and a touchdown he only had three carries for four yards so that's not great but uh it's I, I don't know. I feel like they still got to figure that out. But that defense is going to keep them relevant. Tom Brady's going to keep them in games. They're, both these teams are going to be a lot of fun to watch. And I tell you what, the Chargers 
could still make the wild card uh, very easily now with Herbert because that guy. Well, the the problem though is is Eckler's out now for six weeks or so. Yeah, and, you still got uh, Josh I, Kelly. After 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 he went out though, did you see this? I mean, what was it? Uh, Justin Jackson had six carries for nine yards. Yeah. Josh Kelly had nine carries for seven yards. True. Um, they just couldn't do anything once 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 Eckler went down. So. Um, I think Kelly will play better, but he had 0.8 yards of carry. Yeah. Um, with a decent number of carries. Uh, yeah. So that's just, you know, crazy to me. Um, but if they can get one of them going, either Kelly or Justin Jackson, uh, that could be, yeah, you could be right. Herbert, Herbert, Herbert's really good. Um, but, I mean, he's got good receivers. I like this Jalen Guyton. He only had one catch for 72 yards this week. But the last few weeks he's done well. Keenan Allen's doing really well. Hunter Henry's doing really well like you know so it's a good team i just i'm i am surprised they put up 31 on that tampa bay defense yeah that that's and that's the thing that's why i wouldn't be too concerned about the run game so far is because that's what that that bucks d is going to do that to you uh they're going to especially with a rookie quarterback they're going to take away the run game and the underneath and they're going to try and dare you to beat them long which normally would work but herbert man he throws that thing and it just it just heaves itself across the field. He's got a gun for an arm, uh, he and he's mobile. That's both these teams are going to be fun to watch in the future. Uh, moving on yeah, to, I mean, yeah. yeah, I was just going to say we're 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 in an era where I feel like there's more competent quarterback play than I've ever seen. Like I mean, there you give me the twentieth best quarterback in the NFL right now, and he's someone that if you give him a really good coach. You can take him to a Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Like, there, there's just so many good players, young talent out there, as well as old talent that still has years left to play. I mean, I, I'm just really surprised. I think, I, I think this is a really fun league, and uh, the league is, is in a spot where, um, you know, coaching is going to matter more than it's ever mattered, which I hate saying being a Texans fan, because uh, because it's getting more – there's more parity than there's ever been. Mm-hmm. Um, well, so yeah, they've got uh, those seven on seven. There's just more develop. There's more development uh, outlets now for I think for quarterbacks. They've got yeah. those seven on seven camps, so they're not getting hit, but they're still learning the fundamentals and kind of how to do things. And I, yeah, it's just going to be there's going to be more quarterbacks that are going to be good that are keep coming out. The problem is when really good quarterbacks go to really bad coaches, like you see it with Sam Darnold to the Jets or Deshaun Watson to the Texans. A quarterback's got about three years in the NFL to pick up all their habits. And after that, that's with them, for better or worse. Their, their ceiling drops significantly when they get sidled with one of these really bad coaches. And uh, it's it's upsetting mm-hmm. that these bad organizations keep giving bad coaches jobs. So, uh, yeah, I yeah. think you're going to see a lot of them ruined. Uh, moving on, the Ravens at Washington. Washington is getting 14 points. The over-under is 45 and a half. Uh, we both took the Ravens in over, uh, which... 14 was a lot. It was a lot to eat. It was so uh, much. Yeah. Uh, the problem is the spread was exactly 14. So neither of us got that one. And the over, we did get. So it was 45 and a half. The total score was 48. That one was the one I was actually feeling a little bit surprised about. I thought Washington, they're not, they're also a quarterback away. Drew Haskins ain't the guy. He just ain't. You got to move on from him. Uh, and I think they will. 
it seemed like Ron Rivera is kind of getting fed up with him. That was actually our prop bet of the week was, does Haskins get benched? Uh, you said yes, he did not, uh, although it was getting painful. Uh, it, you're you're kind of waiting for that. I, I don't know that Kyle Allen is better, but he can't be much worse. So uh, Dwayne Haskins was 32 for 45 for 314 yards and zero touchdowns. I don't know how. I mean, that's a good percentage. That's a lot of yards, although if you're throwing 32 times, you probably should have 314 yards. Uh, they just they couldn't get into the end zone, and you got to be able to be better in the red zone. You've got weapons everywhere. Antonio Gibson looks like he might be uh, – he's going to be the guy. Uh, you got Terry McLaurin. I don't – I don't even – I just don't know what, what else you're, you're waiting for in that. I think it's just time to move on. Yeah. No, um, yeah, you're right. No, they've got they've got enough pieces that they need to they need to give it a real try at quarterback. And I, I'm just really surprised that they're not giving Kyle Allen more of a shot right now. No, because you have to know Haskins is done, and likely you're going to get a really good draft pick, and maybe you get in a position where you can get one of the top quarterbacks. Well, you don't know what you have in Kyle Allen yet, and you know you've got good receivers. You, you, You've got position, you know, got a running back now. You got certain things in place where, I mean, I feel like you might as well see what you've got in him um, before you just assume he can't play. You've seen it, you know, because oh, he was a rookie last Island? year. Yeah, but he was. Yeah, but oh, I thought, I'm sorry, I thought you were still year. talking about Drew Haskins. Yeah. So here's no, no. Here's the thing. This is my thinking on why Haskins has gotten so many opportunities. Uh, one of the first things was that I don't think Gruden, uh, John Gruden, wanted. Uh, what is it? John? Yeah, it's John. No, who's the who? John and what's his brother? Who was the coach for the for the Jay Gruden? Jay Gruden. That's right. Jay Gruden. I don't think wanted Drew Haskins. Uh, I don't think he wanted to draft him. I think he got forced by Dan Snyder, who is a he's one of those owners who kind of kind of a Jerry Jones runs thing. He's not, I mean, clearly the guy's kind of a mess. He's got they've got scandals and lawsuits going every which way. But I think he got saddled with Drew Haskins. And I think uh, he got stuck with them. I think that's what's going on with Rivera right now is they want to see what they have in him. And then last week, even Rivera said he's, he called Haskins out and still did that. I don't really remember – I don't remember Rivera ever doing that to calling out a quarterback or a player before, and I think he's getting kind of tired of it. So that's the only reason I can think of is why Haskins has gotten the latitude that he's, that he's been getting. Uh, but that can only last for so long. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's 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 got to change. I mean, he, now I'll give him credit. He threw for a lot of yards against the Ravens defense. You know, he got three hundred and something yards passing uh, this this last week at 45, 45 passing attempts. Though, I mean, that's that's a ton. Um, and but you're right, Terry McLaurin looked really good. Antonio Gibson had his first absolute ball out game of the year the first week that I bench him. Uh, and then the, actually, you dropped uh, him, and I picked him up, and I wanted to thank you. But yeah, that's right, that's right, that's right. Go ahead and play him this week. Uh, but yeah, so I don't know, man. Um, I think there's enough where Kyle Allen was really good as a rookie last year for a Panthers team that he had to jump right into. Um, and I don't know. I, I just I'd like to see if he developed, see how he plays in the Redskins for at least half the season. But I think I think by week eight for sure he's in. Wouldn't you? But Kyle Allen. I mean, I don't yeah. know how you don't put him in before because what do you have to lose? Haskins ain't doing it. You know, you got to yeah. know by now. By now, you know if he's the guy or if he's not. 
and you, you now the Ravens are a tougher defense uh, to kind of judge that on, but it's not like he's shown you anything thus far. The problem, the, the problem is though, he put up 325 yards on the Ravens defense. That's actually the highest anyone's done. Or no, 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 Mahomes beat that. Um, but yeah, I mean, and they had Chase Young out, so it could have been a slightly closer game. Could have been a one touchdown game, but. Uh, I'm with you though. They they need to bench him. Yeah, I th- I think he's one of those where he's good enough to keep his job for longer than he should, but he's not good enough that you actually will want him. So I, yeah. I think he's you know he's got the Bill O'Brien or Hugh Jackson or not Hugh Jackson uh, Marvin <laughs> Lewis Tom Savage Marvin Lewis <laughs> is yeah they're they're kind of just good enough to barely keep their job. Uh, let's move on to Giants at Rams. Uh, the Giants were getting 13 points over under is 48. Uh, we both took the Rams and under, and I, the Rams I can't figure out. So the final score was 17-9 Rams. So the Giants only needed six, and the total score was 26. So we definitely both got the under, uh, but we both lost with the Rams not not covering. It's I don't know who the Rams are. Uh, some weeks they come out, they beat good teams, they look like they're just methodical. And then sometimes against the Giants, they they do this. Now, I think the Giants are going to improve over the season, but I think they need to move mm-hmm. away from Daniel Jones. He's not the guy. They're going to have a pretty low draft pick. I think you kind of have to move on. Daniel Jones is going to turn it over too much. You can waste your time rebuilding you, with him. Do you think so? Or move I, on. He looked pretty good last year. Uh he did. I was much higher on him going into this season, but he. But he had he's had rookie offensive linemen uh, guarding for him this whole year, and he lost Saquon Barkley. Mm-hmm. I, I can't. I can't. I just can't put this on him yet. He's still got Golden saying... Tate, Darius uh, Slayton. He's got Evan Ingram, who I think I can't tell if he's overrated or not used properly. I think he's been having to block. I think he is properly used. I think he's having to be a blocker. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, right. Because because the so line's so bad. Yeah. So, I mean, they've got they've basically got two good guards and they've got a rookie left tackle, a rookie right tackle that's been rotating with uh, constantly hurt Cameron Cameron Fleming and then a nobody at center. I, I I don't totally disagree, but like I think they have a good defense. I think they have a great running back when he's healthy, like mm-hmm. top two and top two in the NFL. Uh, you know, if you're a run it, if you're going to be a run it and play good defense type of a team, I think this is built to be a Super Bowl team. If you know, obviously missing, you know, three, four more pieces. Uh, I think <laughs> that's could, not a I Super think, Bowl team. <laughs> three or four pieces well, I'm just is saying, quite a bit. No, well, I mean, you could do that in an off season. Is what I'm saying. Like, uh, and one of them, and two of them, I should even say, are already on the team. And, and by that, I mean like Andrew Thomas and uh, Matt. Uh, part the second round pick um if those two guys develop you know which you hope they would and they're only rookies so they shouldn't have yet necessarily um then you've got your pieces i mean because that's what it is they need two tackles and they need a guard but it's not like i'm sorry two tackles of, in the center but it's not like their current I mean, offensive I mean, line is uh is hamburger meat i mean kevin zeidler cam fleming will hernandez i mean you could definitely do better but those guys aren't terrible they should be blocking better than they are now you shouldn't have to have i, Evan I don't know come I, in. I think i don't know that kevin zeidler how how old is he he's 30 I, some of these guys is he only 30 he's only 30 um, will hernandez is 25 he was a second round pick in 2018 yeah i think he's yeah, not yeah, as good as will hernandez. yeah i think he's 
I don't know. It's he's hard not to judge offensive line. He has not done as well um, as I thought. I thought I actually thought he was going to be better, but uh, I don't know. It could have been with a dysfunctional franchise before. So, but they still shouldn't be as they shouldn't be giving up as much as they do. And for Daniel Jones, he threw for 190 yards and an interception out of 36 yeah, attempts. Yeah, no, was. No, I mean, there's no, there's no running game at all. Uh, their running game literally wasn't on the team a week ago. Their running back, I mean, yeah, uh, Devontae Freeman. So, and and you were against bringing him in as a third running back <laughs> for the Texans. Devontae Freeman. So, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember you're like, no way. <laughs> yeah, I don't want him. No, yeah, I don't want him. Yeah, still. and that, I mean, so I'm just saying for a second year quarterback with no line and the entire face of the offense, Saquon Barkley being gone. I, I just I just wouldn't throw in the towel yet. I well, think that I think he could still develop, and I think the defense is really good, despite missing Xavier McKinney and Jabril Peppers due to injury. Yeah, they've been playing really well. Yeah, that that so, actually uh, is pretty impressive. No, so they play the Cowboys this week. So that's I mean, if you can't put up points against them, that's that's kind of the definitive. That's it for me. They haven't well, played tough I mean, defenses they so far. They won't. But but they can't. They won't. There's no way they will. Why? Why won't they? They still have receiving threats. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. I mean, you have to be able to run the ball at some point. And if you can't run the ball, like... I mean, ugh, you can I run, but the Cowboys I, you can run the ball against. I, they Someone I, did it this, for 300 and some yards this week. They did it yesterday. To me, to, maybe. To me, this is just, this is a, uh, this is a team that's going to end up going, you know, 4-12 and 12 or 3-13 and 13 and get, you know, one decent player, like a lineman or something, in the first round of the draft, and end up being all of a sudden a, you know, ten and sixteen. And people are going to go, where'd this come from? You know, and and I think it's just going to be that. I think their tack their tackles develop. Uh, Xavier McKinney is like a free addition next year, right? Because he didn't mm. play it all this year. Um, and uh, and then you know Barkley's back, and suddenly they're you know, I mean they'd easily be winning this division right now. If it, you know, you can't that's tell a, me they wouldn't. That's a low wins. bar. That's a very low. I mean, the person who's winning the division well, right now has two that's, wins. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's but saying. talking about being a good team and winning the division in the NFC East is uh, those are yeah. mutually exclusive. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know, in a division this bad, it's almost a, it's almost a bad thing to win the division because you automatically go from being your, your draft spot being whatever it would have been based on your you know terrible you know they're going they're, the winner of this division is going to go to the playoffs at seven and nine. And they're going to have the 28th pick mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> in the draft, even though they should have had the 12th just because they went to the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to uh, do. Bills at Raiders. We're going to move right past Pats, Pats and Chiefs. Chiefs. Well, well, we'll watch them tonight. We'll see how that – I think that's – you know what? I tell you what. I like my Pats pick even more now. I like the Patriots pick even more now that it's moved to money. I'm telling you, I think I'm going to win that one. I feel even better to, today than I did on Friday about that one. Uh, Without Cam Newton, huh? Uh, no, he. I think he's. They, they're going to let him play. I thought. No, he can't. He's Is he inactive? Field. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, I still think I like the. I still think I would take the Pats in that. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Bills at Raiders. So the Raiders getting three and a half uh, over under is fifty two and a half. I took Raiders and under. You took Bills and under. Uh, you got that one for me. I, the Bills are just. The Raiders put up. A good fight. Uh, I think. Or I'm sorry. The Raiders beat. Yeah, the Raiders put up a good fight. They they lost by seven. Didn't cover. Uh, total score is 53. So it, neither one of us got the the total because it was half a point more than we thought. 
and uh, you got the the spread on that one. But I still like I still think the Raiders. They've just been injured so much. Ruggs has been injured. They had the Antonio Brown thing last year. They're just they're having issues with things going right for them. I think they're still in the right direction. Bills are a very solid team. I'm just very concerned that I don't know that Josh Allen's going to make it all season. You saw him go out. Uh, I think it was in the second quarter with uh, a mm-hmm. shoulder injury, uh, his non-throwing shoulder, and he didn't miss a snap. But there, he runs a lot. That's always that's mm-hmm. kind of been a thing before. Is he gets nicked up because you're going to when that happens. And I think he's going to have a similar fate as Cam Newton where he's got all these injuries and eventually people have to move on from him and he'll have, he'll do all right at the next I mean, place I, and then he'll get injured again. I mean, th- there's two things we said. Uh, one is, I mean, it's hard not to call him the MVP right now. Mm-hmm. I think he's tied with Russell Wilson. Um, I know it's I tempting disagree. to go, no, he can't be an MVP just because he's not a marquee name. But if it weren't for Josh Allen, this team isn't anywhere close to this. Um, because you called him a complete team and to a degree they are. They have some really good players. Um, their second, their their defense though is is mediocre. I mean, Josh Norman is their starting corner, and he actually got a uh, tackle for loss, and I want to say maybe an interception uh, this week, which is shocking because he was horrible the last few years. Um, but and they have and Devil Sing, Devin Singletary. Is, uh, uh, that's right, Tre'Davious White. Their running out. back. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, he, he's out. Uh, Devin Singletary uh, carried the ball 18 times for 55 yards. Yeah. So three yards a carry. Um, but the only good news in that stat is that uh, he was the leading rusher for once, not Josh Allen. Uh, they they only had him carry it three times. Uh, and it, it, one of them was a sneak. So, uh, you know, it was destined to only get a yard. Um, looks like one of the times he was, they call it a sack. Um or negative one yardage. Anyway, uh, well, he took, he took a big, run it he took like times. a 15 yard sack at one point. He took a big one. Okay. So then he probably had a 14 yard run or something. Okay. Cause I saw him have a, a, a quarterback sneak for a yard, which was successful. So. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So, uh, and he only had three carries. So, um, but no, again, the, the key to that is I think they, they I think they listened to you, Dan. Uh, he didn't run the ball. Other than that, you know, he's been running the ball 10 times a game and, they dialed that back other than the, you know, if you take away that, again, that sneak, he really only ran the ball twice. Um, so yeah, so that, that's good news. If, if you do want to keep him healthy, like you were saying, and, and I think once they have the lead, um, I think he needs to, you know, stop running the ball altogether. <laughs> like you said, conserve him, conserve him during this uh, season, you know, and regular season games when you're already winning. But uh, I thought that was a really good game. Uh, I thought, I think Josh Allen is just, steadily impressing me more and more. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stephon Diggs and John Brown both had good games again. Cole Beasley, good game. I mean, John Brown, four for, 40, four for 42 is not, I wouldn't say it's good. But. I mean, it's not, okay, it's not exciting, but he caught four four attempts on four receptions. So um, I'm, I'm excited to see that. Um, and then and then he passed the ball to uh, eight, nine, nine different receivers. Mm-hmm. So uh, that, that says a lot about your quarterback. Um, that he can get nine receivers in a game. So, no, overall, man, I, I, I thought it was a that was an exciting game. Yeah, and Buffalo Bills are undefeated uh, going into the, the rest of the season. I'm trying to see. I think they're going to – the Bills-Titans is going to be a good game. Those are two undefeated teams going at each other, and I think they're very similar teams as well. Then they play the Chiefs. Those are going to be two tough games in a row. Then they get the Jets. Uh, 
they're going to be interesting. I just don't, yeah, if they can pull back Josh Allen from running so much or taking hits, sometimes he just takes bad hits. Uh, yeah. I think that's going to, because that's when he hurt his shoulder was. It wasn't a run. He threw it mm-hmm. and he got he got hit and came down. Oh, okay. So it's, it's the taking the hits in general. Uh, so if they can kind of keep that down, I just don't know that he makes it the whole year, but I hope so. I love rooting. I find myself rooting for the Bills um, for a while. I think they've got really good coaching on that team. I, I think he's. I, I think Josh Allen's great. I don't put him in my my MVP discussion yet. I think Russell Wilson still leads it by a wide margin, but uh, he could get there at some point. Uh, let's move yeah. on to the final one. And that is the night game. Eagles at 49ers. Uh, Eagles got seven points. Over-under is 45. I took 40 points. We both took 49ers another under. Neither one of us won because the Eagles won by 25, didn't need the seven. And uh, 25 to 20. And the total score is 45. So it was just half a point under. We got killed uh, by the half points. Uh, this game, yeah, I, I'm not going to pull too much from it. I'm not going to go too much in. It's not. This is not representative of either team because you're watching two B squads go at, at it. Um, I, I'm not. It's the only thing I would take away from this is that Wentz is. I think he deserves a lot more credit than he gets. Uh, just last week, someone was asking, "Are you thinking about benching Wentz?" Which is insane. Uh, he's throwing to a bunch of nobodies. He's throwing to. I mean, you look at the Travis Fulgham, Greg Ward, Richard Rogers, John Hightower, I, you, Adrian Killens. Do you know any of these guys? I do not. Yeah, yeah. It's that's he's doing what the best he can with what little he has, and also don't forget his offensive line. He's lost what three offensive linemen? He's lost Andre Dillard. He's lost Jason Peters, and he's lost Brandon Brooks. Two of which those guys are Pro Bowlers. Pro Bowlers. He's yep. doing, what are you going to do? Yeah, and one of them, their first-round pick from last year. Yeah, what do yeah. you? I, yeah, yeah I, it's insane that people are giving up on Wentz already. It's the only knock on him is that he gets a little bit injured just because he he rushed he rushes a lot. But again, he's stuck with what he has. I don't know what's in the water in Philly, but they cannot. It seems like the last three years they have just been decimated by injuries. So Alshon yeah. Jeffrey should be coming back fairly soon. Hopefully that makes a difference. I just feel bad. I feel bad for Carson Wentz. I feel bad for all the Eagles. But uh, you're Didn't just... I see Darius Slay got hurt too last night? Did he? I don't know. I didn't see. Yeah, they, pay, they paid a lot for him mm-hmm. in the offseason to help their secondary. And I'm pretty sure I saw – well, you know what it was? I saw the stat sheet, you know, like uh, – like a play-by-play, I mean, mm-hmm. going through, and it said it said Darius Slay injured on play. So I don't know if he came back in or what happened, but I just remember seeing that going, well, that's the final nail in the coffin. Yeah, <laughs> Even in this division. Even in this division, there, yeah. there's no coming back from well, they're that. Leading, you know? They're leading the division at 2-1-1. Two, two, one one. They're, they're ahead yeah. of the division, uh, which kind of – or I'm sorry, 1-2-1. One, they're leading the division, yeah. which is uh, yeah, they are pretty indicative of the whole division. But yeah, I don't, I wouldn't really dive into this game too much, just because you're watching, you're watching a bunch, of, a bunch of practice squad guys. Uh, on the 49ers, it was Nick Mullen who got benched for C.J. Beathard after throwing two interceptions. Uh, who was the, yeah, I didn't see that one coming. Uh, yeah, uh, it's I didn't. He played. Care. He played very, very efficiently last year. Not, not exciting, but yeah. Efficient. But now, and, uh, but now there was a tape on him. 
now there was tape on him. You kind of knew what he was doing. But again, he's the yeah. same where uh, everyone's injured on the 49ers as well. Uh, Kittle was right. the best one. I mean, he's always good, but he's nicked up. Uh, Debo Samuel just came back, but he's injured. Brandon Ayuk is coming back from being injured. It's it, had I, a pretty good play. Yeah, I yeah. think these are both two well-run organizations. I will say I think the Eagles are – they haven't been the same offensively since and I saw this uh, this has been said along uh, by a bunch of other people but since Frank Reich left they haven't been the same offense and I think that makes a big difference so it's just they're going to struggle both these teams are going to struggle with injuries for the year and it just is what it is it's too bad but uh, that wraps, wraps up everything we got Falcons and Packers tonight and then also the P- Pats and Chiefs makeup game uh, from yesterday will be tonight but so far you and I are a push on the prop bet. I'm one up on the winner spread, and you are one up on the over-under. Uh, as for the running total, uh, and you, I, you are one up on the locks, So, because I just started keeping track of that this week. Uh, I am <laughs> three up. I am three up on the prop bets. Uh, I am nine up on the winner spread, and you are two up on the over-under for the overall total. So we'll come back Friday. Well, I had one had one bad week that killed me. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's Catch nine. It's nine. It seems like uh, it's just nickel and diming you the rest of the time, my man. Uh, yep, yep, yep. We'll see. But we will come back on Friday to uh, review Pats and Chiefs, Falcons and Packers, and then to preview week five. So we'll see you then. All right, and we'll do